Broadcasting live from Hindmar Square, this is 5AA Nights. Local stories, local opinions. Call 8223 0000. 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. This is Matthew Pantelis. Six minutes past eight o'clock. Good evening to you. Hope you've had a good Tuesday, the 23rd of November. Open day in South Australia. And didn't the borders open up this morning? Planes arriving, cars driving across and uh, buses, I suppose. Everything happening. So, look, good news for those who have been separated for so long, finally able to come into the state and see relatives, friends, loved ones, whatever it might be, and uh, that is terrific. Hopefully no one has brought any COVID. And as at today, well, there were no new cases today, so that's a positive start, I suppose, and uh, hopefully it stays that way forever and a day. We have two active cases, both uh, prior to today in many hotels and uh, and that's where we stand so hopefully that does not change not ever suspect it will though but uh, good luck to all in days and weeks ahead uh, so much to talk about there are obviously thousands of travelers from victoria new south wales and the act making their way to sa today um, our borders opening, causing some unease, though. Lots of people on social media concerned about it. COVID cases here are now viewed as uh, inevitable. Victoria today, 19 deaths, 827 new cases. And uh, the government here, SA Health, keeping a close eye on hospitalisations there. So we, we will see what happens. In the meantime, taxi drivers, in a late night, uh, overnight thing this morning, uh, the Police Commissioner Grant Stevens ruling that taxi drivers, rideshare operators, chauffeurs have to have at least one dose of a COVID vaccine by this Thursday. A new mandate covers all point-to-point drivers working from our four main airports, so Adelaide, Parafield, Mount Gambier and Port Lincoln. Uh, other passenger transport drivers have until December 12 to have at least one jab. So, you know, this non-compulsory thing... We're almost at the point, aren't we, of saying, let's make it compulsory, which I'm I'm not in favour of, but it seems to be heading that way. I mean, occupation after occupation is uh, is going down by that. Business by business is introducing a mandate as well for their employees. So let's just make it mandatory. Bite the bullet. We're doing it anyway. And not that it's much of a stretch, really, because nationally, 91% of people have had their first dose. So will it matter much? Not really. Uh, I guess there should be uh, conscientious objectors. And as I say, I'm not in favour of mandatory really anything, not even mandatory voting. You shouldn't have to go and vote if you don't want to. But uh, but there we are. That's the system we have. Everything in Australia seems to be mandatory and COVID-vax uh, no exception. I, you know, it's not a new thing, I suppose, in that for, for children, little children, toddlers, if they go to preschool, they have to be vaccinated. You know, measles, mumps, chickenpox, all the rest of it have to have them all. So uh, is this any different? Not really. And with different occupations being mandated, just come on out, government, and and make it happen, if that's what you want to do, because you're doing it by stealth, really, just one after the other. So just come out and do it. What are your thoughts on that? Eight double two three double O double O. William Terrell's foster parents have faced a Sydney court on common assault charges that are unrelated to the missing boy. The search for William's remains continues on the New South Wales mid-north coast. 
more items found, but uh, still no knowledge really or no um, clear link to William until those items are analysed forensically or the rest of it. Uh, we don't really know what they are. I don't think either they, you know, clothing and whatever, but are they his is the key question. Uh, the federal opposition is being accused of being weak on national security and pandering to China. Uh, Labor is accusing the federal government of deliberately ramping up the threat of war in the region. China signalling an intention to use military force to take back control of Taiwan. Uh, Defence Minister Peter Dutton has told Parliament Beijing's behaviour should not be endorsed. And here's a little bit of what he had to say earlier today. When it comes to the defence of our country, I can assure this weak leader of the opposition, Mr Speaker, you don't deter an, adver an adversary, you don't deter an adversary, and you don't maintain peace in our region from a position of weakness. Mm. Well, Chamberlain proved that. That doesn't work. So there we are. Uh, Australia can uh, expect an increase in rainfall with a La Nina weather pattern developing in the uh, tropical parts of the Pacific. The Weather Bureau is saying that means more widespread flooding, more cyclones in cyclone-prone parts of the country over summer. Dr Andrew Watkins says the weather event does have an upside. The good news about La Nina is that it tends to reduce the bushfire risk. At least in terms of those big wildfires that we saw a few years ago, the risk is reduced. But then the obvious kind of correlation is if it's going to rain more, you get more undergrowth, don't you? You get more more bush growing. And councils, as we know, don't really like to, uh, to um, trim their verges and all the rest in bushfire-prone areas. And seen many photos of that over the last few years. So... Okay, it's going to be wetter, less bushfires, but ultimately it might mean more and more dangerous ones with more growth as a result of all the rain down the track a little bit further on. But anyway, that's uh, all up for discussion tonight. And anything else you want to have a chat about, happy to hear from you. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.